It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Welcome to part two of our conversation. What has made you the proudest, though, with this work? You know, when, when I see the, the, the follow-ups of the people, and, you know, we do follow-ups, good or bad, um, and really when I'm out in the public and I talk to people that aren't on the show, because mm-hmm. you and I talked about this early on, the people on the show are teaching tools. It's not just about them. Yeah. And I always tell the oh, guests. Oh, you actually helped me with that years ago when, when I was like, oh, God, that person didn't get it. And you were, it doesn't matter if that person got it. That person was a tool for millions of other people who are watching. That person might have missed it, but there are a lot of other people watching who didn't miss it. The most hard-headed guests are sometimes the best teaching tools. Yeah, yeah. Because you have to pound and pound and pound. And I get letters after the most hard-heads say, oh, my God, that sounded like me. I'll never do that again. But it's the people that aren't on the show, I'll see them, you know, in an airport or on the street somewhere, and they will say, oh my God, you absolutely saved my child's life because you showed me a red flag, and I saw this, and I saw that, and I stepped up when I wouldn't have otherwise. And I, I realize, you know, sometimes we live in a, in a bubble inside that studio, and you, and you forget that in, in Omaha and Spokane and El Paso and South Carolina, there, there are people that are sitting at home watching that and, and taking action based on yeah, what they see. That's here. a lifeline. It is. That it's a lifeline. And I, I, you know, that's humbling, scary, and also encouraging all at the same time. So, in this world, we were just talking about how. It's another kind of world to navigate and what technology has done to this world. But at the core, isn't what is still the most important is our values? Isn't that what we're going to have to hold on to, whether we're AI or whatever shows up in the future? It it is, and I don't think the values change. I think they get layered. Hmm. And, you know, right now... We have a company, a country divided. Yeah. And I think fractured is more <laughs> like it than divided. And 
I'm pretty hard to surprise, but I've really been surprised at how fractured our country is. Um, because I've seen people on both sides mm -hmm. of the aisle, both sides of the issue, that talked one game and are now playing another. Because I've seen where now somebody that is of a different mindset actually becomes targeted like to the point of McCarthyism. Yep. And, and not just in Hollywood, I mean throughout the country. And you know, people say, well, what do you do about that? I think we've forgotten you know, anytime I sit down to negotiate with somebody or mediate mm -hmm. a difference between people, I think the first thing you have to do is say, let's start by seeing what we agree on. Because sometimes if you really focus on what you agree on, you may find out that your differences are much less than you thought. Mm -hmm. Like right now we have this country that's fractured, but people on both sides actually would agree on some real core value issues. I mean, first off, we're all Americans. We all want ourselves and our families and our children to be safe. Right. Uh, we all really want to have the freedom to choose and live, live our lives safely the way we choose to live them. You know, these are fundamental things that everybody would agree, yes, we want those things. We all want those things. And so what do we differ on? We, we differ on how? how we're going about pursuing how? that. How? We differ on the how. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's no saying that you, you can't leave a footprint in a moving stream. You know, this too shall pass. I mean, but we all want the same things. You might not have liked the leadership that we had in the last presidency or the one before that or this one, but there'll be another. But what, how, what damage are we going to do to each other in the meantime? We just have to understand this too shall pass and, and focus on the fact that these... These are our, our neighbors and friends, and we all hold the same values. We've forgotten that. That's why we're so divided, because we've, we've forgotten, forgotten that core. Yeah, we've forgotten that we all have a love of family. We all have a love of freedom. We, we all want to have a peaceful existence within our own homes and communities. We all want that. We've forgotten that we share that, and that's really important. I want to know... Do you ever have problems that you have to call on your Dr. Phil <laughs> to help you solve? I mean, really. Do you Dr. Phil yourself when you get in a situation? Well, I, I, I do, and, and I get really good counsel from Robin and Jay and Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're, they're very uh, strong, accomplished thinkers, and, um, you know, Robin is... I think a brilliant woman, and she's very grounded, and she keeps me very grounded. <laughs> Philip, 
Now listen. <laughs> listen, Philip. Yeah, I love yeah. it when she's Philip, Philip, and then she shakes her head, Philip. Yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jay and Jordan, I'm very blessed in that I get to interact with my boys on a daily basis because uh, we have things in common. Uh -huh. And so. Um, and Jay's I, working as a producer and. Right. Executive and yeah, he's working as a producer and executive, and he's got these Silicon Valley companies that he's doing. And Jordan's a musician, and and so I get to work with him on the music side of things, and and uh, and I do talk to him. And you I, all get to create together. Yeah, hello. I mean, it's just it's so we much. We are family. It's so much fun. You know, Jordan's been on tour, and he just got home last night from a forty-city tour, and he's got a song in the top forty right now, and. You know, we're very proud of that. And Jay just got back from China yesterday. You know, they're inspecting some factories they're using and doing and stuff. So it's just, you know, just a lot going on. And we're having a great time. Well, I love what Jay said to you, I don't know when it was, about um, a show. He said that is this, if, if, a, if a person is only seeing a Dr. Phil show for the first and only time, you remember that? I do. Yeah. I used to feel that way about the show. I used to say that to producers. I, I do every show as though somebody is going to see this one and they may never see another one. So yeah. I don't know where, that is such a great philosophy. Share that. Well, we were around the conference table with, you know, Hollywood's supposed to have a bunch of um, uh, celebrities or stars or whatever you want to call them surrounded by a bunch of yes men. Yeah. I can't find anybody that agrees with me and my <laughs> staff. <laughs> they all argue with me. And so we're around a table arguing about whether we want to do this show or not. And Jay was in the room for like three minutes listening to this, he was passing by and he said, well, he said, I'll just throw my two cents worth in and then I gotta go, but just ask yourself this, if a person is only gonna see one Dr. Phil in their entire life, would you be okay if it was this one? And if the answer is no, don't do the show. And immediately, all around the table, everybody said, moving on. We're moving not on. doing this show. I think that's so great. <laughs> and I, I think and we've used that standard ever since. I mean, if, if, if you wouldn't want that to be the one your thing. work product, yeah. then don't do it. Why yeah. would you do it? Yeah. Do you have a spiritual base, a spiritual foundation? I do. You do? I do. And I, I've... I have different motivations for it, and my my boys, it's changed a lot since I became a parent. Really? And I'll tell you why if you want to know. I do. Um, I, I recognize that if the natural order of things flows, that I will leave this earth long before my boys. And one of my biggest fears is them being alone mm. without their father. And so that's caused me to do two things. One is to try to be a really good father while I'm here. But also is to role model for them my relationship with my heavenly father because 
if they see me having a very open dialogue mm -hmm. and approaching my Heavenly Father in a really um, vulnerable, open sort of way, and they've got all this practice of approaching me that way, then in my absence, they will have the ability and have had the role modeling to have that kind of relationship with their Heavenly Father, and therefore they will never be alone. Mm. And so that's really impacted the So way does that relationship with your Heavenly Father come in the form of prayer? Does it come in the form of, do you and Robin actually go to church? Do you? It's, Robin and I have a very active prayer life. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we both separately and collectively um, have a very active spiritual life. And you know, it's really been tested in the last couple of months because Robin's sister, Cindy, you know, the one that was burned mm -hmm. so tragically, mm -hmm. um, she passed away after a tough fight mm -hmm. with her heart. And while we were working on that in Oklahoma City, my oldest sister, Dina, passed away while I was up working on that. So mm -hmm. we've had those two losses within a week of each other. Uh, and... Uh, then on top of that, we lost two pets. We lost Maggie. Oh. And Jordan oh. lost Pig. Oh, my God. Maggie and Pig. Well, yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. The pets are family. I, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, really are. And family. it was very, very hard. And uh, so, <clears throat> and again, that's that time with the boys. I, I deliver eulogies at both of those sisters', sisters funerals. funerals. And um, it was important for the boys to know and see that dad who they think is you know this oak um, lean on the relationship with the Heavenly Father so I think that's important for them so you know actually as much about human functioning and dysfunctioning as anybody I've ever known read about or heard about so you know a lot about living our lives what do you think happens when we die Of course, we don't know. It's a matter of faith, right? Mm -hmm. um, and my faith is um, that there is an afterlife. And my faith is that there's an afterlife with awareness. I mean, I do think we're granted um, a, a window of access in some way uh, to what goes on after we're gone. Really? Um, I don't think it's everything. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's in detail. Uh, but I do think that we have this continuity of ID, this continuity of, of, of life. I think I nurture that in this world like I actively nurture staying in contact with the me that was five years old and 10 years old and 15 years old and 30 years old and now. I actively nurture keeping that thread of continuity alive. I think that's 
terribly important. Really? Very important. And you actively nurture that how? Well, I, I actively nurture it by keeping those memories alive and um, visiting those thoughts and times. I do it through music. Mm -hmm. I do it through smells. Mm -hmm. Like, I played football all of my life um, up through college. And if I smell fresh cut grass right now, I get butterflies in my stomach because they always cut the field right before a game. Mm. And that smell. Um, so, and I, I actively remember that. I was very poor growing up. I, I think it's important to remember that. Um, and, and you do that. Mm, oh, for sure. I can remember you breaking your glasses on purpose because you thought you'd get a new pair. <laughs> yeah, I can remember that too. <laughs> and you didn't. <laughs> and I didn't. Walking around bumping into walls. But you but remember that. Yes, of course, of course. Uh, but I think it's important to remember that because those were very different times. And I, I'm that same person. I'm that same skinny kid that was um, scrambling around, throwing a paper out, and working mm -hmm. at A&W, and doing all the things that I, I think it's important to remember that. And I think that continuity goes on. I think we're permitted some detail. And when I say not everything, um, I don't think we get to watch every detail of our children's lives. Mm -hmm. uh, but there is some connection. There is some abiding yeah. of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I referenced that experience I had with my father in Houston. Mm -hmm. That was. Where did that come from? Yeah. Where did that come from? So I mean, it, that, to me, is is good evidence that there's something going on. Yeah. Do you sense, though, what I was sharing earlier, this idea of, get, I, I just think it's such a privilege to be able to sit down and talk to people on a daily basis about what really matters to them in their lives and to be able to give an offering that can help them along their way. It is a ministry of, of sorts, oh, is yeah. what I felt for many years with, with, with the Oprah show. And... Do you feel that being reciprocated in your life, how that shows up in your life, the giving oh, and the return? Oh, I, I absolutely do, and, and I also take it very seriously. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, think, I think it's endemic upon me to be a really good steward of that platform. Because mm -hmm. if you get out there and you're reckless or it, you let it start being about you instead of about them, mm -hmm. That's not being a good steward of the platform. Uh, people would be really surprised how little I say during a show sometimes. Um, because, and people ask me sometimes if I think that problems are as simple as I make them out to be. I don't think problems are simple at all. I think problems are awful, often very complex, very layered, and very intertwined but the solutions are often pretty simple. You know, even though that you may have comorbidity between different mm -hmm. di mental right. disorders and stuff, the solutions are often pretty simple when you get right down to it. If you look at the top 10 killers, mm -hmm. the treatment for them is all basically one protocol. 
whether it's heart disease, cancer, accidents, yeah. whatever, the protocol is all the same. You know, you have to take care of yourself, right. manage your stress, have mm -hmm. good nutrition, avoid carcinogens or things that activate problems with your heart, whatever the active agent is. They're all pretty much the same. The solutions are usually simple and, and doable. What is the key, do you think, or the keys? I know you've written over nine books, or at least nine books about it, but the key to having a successful, fulfilled, contented life. I want to, and I use content, not even happy, because people always say they want to be happy, but they don't even know what that looks like. I remember we used to ask people, what does that look like? And people can't describe it. Well, you know, Stephen Covey said, begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. I say name it to claim it. Mm -hmm. People can describe it in different ways, but you, know, you can work all of your life and be the best architect in the world, but if architecting isn't what you really wanted to do, <laughs> being the best architect in the world's not gonna do it for you. The thing that I think is so important is honest to God figuring out what your currency is. What, I think it's, it, it breaks my heart to see people live what I call an assigned life. Mm. An assigned life. This is what your, your parents expected you to do. This is what society expected you to do. This is what your school or whatever expected you to do. And you never even took time to ask yourself what you wanted to do. And I don't mean recklessly, but like, for example, I've always had the goal of marketing my education in non-traditional ways because I didn't like the traditional way of doing it, but it's what I'm good at. I, you know, I can't add two and two and get five every time, so I stay out of the hard sciences, I stay out of math, but I'm better in the qualitative mm -hmm. arena. So I've found things that fill me up in, in that way. And most people, if they're not really fulfilled if they're not satisfied, if they don't have that good tired at the end of the day where they go, man, yeah. that was a good day. <laughs> it's because they haven't figured out what their passion is, what their currency is, and they're not working on that. If you aren't doing something you're passionate about, you need to stop what you're doing and find out what that is and do that. Because this is not a dress rehearsal. Man, I mean, this is finite. And, you know, if you, I've got this ruler I can lay out here and it goes from like zero to 83. Go stand on your age and look behind you and look how much is in front of you. There's this much in front of you and this much behind you. And at that point you say, well, you know what? It's time for me to do what I want to do. And that doesn't mean be so reckless that you don't take care of your children or whatever, but figure out, maybe at first it's your avocation, then it becomes your vocation, but you need to, if you're not passionate about something you're doing in your life, what, what, that's crazy. I, I just don't, I, I just would. Then your real job is to figure that out and get to, about the business of doing that. It's to figure it out. I mean, if, 
if I wasn't passionate about doing, going to the studio every day and doing Dr. Phil, I promise you I, I wouldn't do it. I couldn't do it. No. I couldn't do it. You and, just couldn't do it. And the viewers? They would know it don't instantly. Like that. Yeah, they'd know it instantly. If I occasionally do a show I don't really want to do, <laughs> look at the mess. He didn't want to do that show. <laughs> he didn't want to do that show. He didn't want to do that. They know. It doesn't matter how bad you try. They know. So, I, but I'm passionate about I doing it. I had a few it. of those yeah. in my history. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. But why would somebody settle for not doing something that really fills them up, really pays them off? Can you imagine? No, I can't imagine. Well, thanks for stopping by and just, you know, you and I have had many conversations. I was excited to hear that you signed another two years, so you're going to be around until 2020, yeah. helping people figure themselves out. Helping people figure themselves out. Well, thanks for letting me be part of this. I watch these all the time. <laughs> you just, do? Aren't these cool? They really are. They're, they're it's, cool. It's free-flowing. Yeah. You just talk. Yeah, just talking. So thanks yeah. for sharing that about your dad. And Yeah. Give my love to Robin. I will. Yeah. She told me to tell you the same thing. Yeah. She wanted to know what kind of shoes you were wearing today. So I told you. Thanks, Jude. It's well, good. Thanks, man. Good. Love good, you. Good. Love you, too. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Isa wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.